Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at AlexPadilla86. He's Alex Regla at AlexMRegla on Twitter. Alex, I saw you wrote something this week for the throwdowns. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, it's uh, not as consistent as I've wanted to to have this thing going. But yeah, I did something on Marcus All, and you know people seem to have liked it. So I'm thankful and appreciative for all those who read and shared it. And if you, if you still want to read it, it's still up there. Throwdowns.substack.com. Yeah, check it out. Um, plenty of information there, uh, and good stuff from Alex as always when he does write one on the Throwdown. Subscribe to that newsletter; gets sent directly to your email box. So check that out. Uh, first of all, man, how's everything going since last week? I see that this channel's been a little quiet. So back to back Taco Tuesdays for Silver Screen and Roll listeners. I'm doing well. How was your Thanksgiving? It was solid. You know, that's probably why there wasn't that many episodes. Now that I think about it, um, <laughs> a little holiday break for everybody. Uh, mine was solid, man. Followed the rules, I guess. You know, I didn't have a large gathering. It was it was four of us um, for just kind of a quick thing. And uh, it's very, very mellow, man. How about yourself? Yeah, it was just three of us. Like, we, again, had to be small. But I, I honestly liked it. I'm not a huge fan of, like, big family gatherings to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this didn't really bother me that much. See, I come from a Mexican household where it's just always a large so, gathering. Same here. I, I think that's why I don't mind it as much because growing up, it, it's like literally like 30 people in one little house. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very used to the large gathering and, and uh, to say it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. But I did miss like just the loudness, yeah. I guess, of of my gatherings. It always turns into some crazy shit show. But it was... Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a good it was a good weekend very chill um i genuinely thought we would have anthony davis news by now but we don't at this moment sitting here on tuesday afternoon he has not yet re-signed although the news with anthony davis is that he's supposed to meet with the lakers this week anything latest with that is there more to the story than that i mean like as of yesterday it said that they're supposed to meet today as we're recording with rich paul so yeah, I have Twitter open. If we get a report, uh, we'll report it. But yeah, it could happen as soon as today. So we'll see what happens. I mean, is it a foregone conclusion? I keep asking it because I am an, a natural pessimist. Then I will always think that the worst can happen if it hasn't happened yet. So is it a foregone conclusion that he's signing with the Lakers? Like no one else can come in and swoop him up last minute, right? Just to make sure... I think technically no one even has enough cap space to do that. So even if he was not totally bought in on the Lakers, I don't think another team could actually come in and get him unless he was willing to take like a big pay cut or something. So we talked about this last week. The The holdup is maybe he's taking a vacation. I think he was doing like some, was he doing some video game stream last night or something? Something like that, 2K like, or something. So it's, yeah. So is the holdup necessarily just a formality at this point? Or is there more to it that we can read into it saying if he's waiting, he wants to see if Giannis signs the max. He wants to see what's kind of happening. What do you think is actually happening with Anthony Davis? I think it's a little of everything. Like, I also think he's on vacation. I'm not sure if Lakers have reported to training camp already today or not. But besides besides that, and there are rumors that he's kind of waiting on Giannis or seeing 
what he'd be willing to sign for, what the years would have to be in order to make that happen with the Lakers or what. And there's also rumors about Kawhi and Paul George, just kind of different stuff up in the air that I'm sure he wants to make sure before he signs, nothing's kind of left on the table. Okay. To me, I just think it's a formality. Yeah. I, I know people want to read into the fact that, you know, he wants to see what uh, what other things are happening. I saw you tweet something about Giannis. I don't know how old that clip was, but it was beautiful to see. It was hilarious to see uh, Giannis mentioning possible free agency locations or whatever. Uh, that was an old video, yeah, right? It was like last year, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, it was great. Um, so I'm with everybody on the conspiracy theories. I just think he was enjoying his mini break because everybody had a mini break and he will be signing this paperwork here. Maybe by the time we're done recording, who knows? We'll see what happens. Do you, do you have any guesses of how long of a deal he'll sign for? Something like a, what are the options? Can he do whatever he wants? Basically? Uh, yeah, I think like, he could do a one plus one. And I think the one plus one would be, if he signs that, there'll be a lot of Giannis uh, rumors after that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, why is it just the one plus one? But um, I'm guessing like a two plus one. Uh, two probably plus two one plus sounds, one. I don't. I don't think he just right does the four five because I think if he opts out after two, again I could be wrong here. I haven't looked at the the CBA or anything. But I think if he opts out, he can then re-sign again for like an even larger super max or something. So uh, yeah, probably two plus one is my guess. Yeah, that sounds about right to me too. It makes me a little nervous just because you never know what could happen in two mm-hmm. years. Like the ship could burn down or you know sink or whatever you metaphor we want to use. So that makes me a little nervous. But I think uh, that sounds about right to me. I'll agree with you on that. I would love to see just a full on max, yeah, whatever that same. is, four or five years. That'd be great. But I doubt it. And um, I just think he's happy here. He's happy with LeBron here. And how can you not be happy with Rob, with what Rob Palinka has done so far this off season? There's really very little flaws to to start questioning what he's done. So we'll uh, we'll see exactly what he does. I'll keep hitting refresh on Twitter just to make sure if it does happen here. Um, we'll let you guys know. But other than that, it's been pretty slow, man. You know, last week we did predictions like, will they sign Pal Gasol? Will they will they bring somebody else in? And they did bring somebody else in. They brought in Jared Dudley yesterday. So he'll be back next year, and I don't think they did anything else, did they? No, I. They thought they signed. Oh, they signed Costas to a two-way <laughs> contract, so we got one Antetokounmpo brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, and... that that raises some eyebrows, right? Like, why are you bringing him back again, uh, right before potential free agency for his brother or not? But yeah, besides that, I think outside of signing Anthony Davis, they're probably going to keep that roster spot open going into the into the season so maybe if there's any buyout guys later on they could just use that space and sign them there mm-hmm. so if you go to silverscreenandroll.com which you should for all your laker news uh there's a a blog everyone the lakers have signed heading into training camp and it tells you everyone that's on the roster mm-hmm. right now uh, i love that number two is anthony davis even though that says technically not officially signed so um we're all assuming that will happen but the other news of the week since no one's been on here since we have uh last week is yesterday uh dennis schroeder met with the media for the first time uh as a member of the los angeles lakers and the big headline was he's ready to start at point guard he doesn't want to come off the bench anymore initial reaction to dennis schroeder saying he wants to start i think it's not so much that he said that he wants to start it's kind of not the tone because i actually didn't hear his tone i wasn't a part of like that press conference or whatever so you can just read words and 
it might sound worse than it actually was. So I don't know how he said it, but it, it, it was almost like it was a guarantee, right? That he is starting. And I think the quote was something like he talked to the Lakers front office before the trade. And that's that, like, he doesn't really need to talk to Frank Vogel or his teammates. Like I'm starting. That's just how it is. So I think that's why a lot of people kind of took it the wrong way. I mean, how do you take, I, I, I mean, listen, we don't have a, a big off season. So I guess if you want to get upset about things, go for it. But how do you get upset about a guy saying he wants to start? You know, that's yeah. like saying, you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to, everyone's going to say that everyone wants to get more minutes. Even, you know, Taylor Horn Tucker wants to get more minutes. So if he says that, are you going to get pissed about it? No, it's just like, that's what competitors do. I also think it's the right move. I don't know about you. Oh, okay. But when you look at this roster, when you look at this roster, to me, starting him makes sense. I think I because I'm trying to fill out the starting lineup here. And last year, I think the bench was a weakness as far as offensive goes. This year, it's a strength. So it was my assumption that one of these guys that came in, either a Montrez Harrell or a Dennis Schroeder, or I don't even know, Kyle Kuzma can get a start. I thought one of them was going to start, and I would probably go with Schroeder. I mean, especially early on when you don't want to tax yeah. LeBron after his shortest offseason ever. You want a guy that can be in the lineup that can handle the ball when LeBron is on the court. That's my assumption, just to kind of ease the load off. That could change as it goes. But if I'm looking at this roster, to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. I think he starts. Well, I think you kind of hit on like the biggest argument for him starting. and It's the fact that LeBron and AD are coming right off of that finals run that early on in the season, you want someone to be able to kind of at least carry some of the offensive load. And that's something he even said yesterday during his press conference that um, if he's a starter, that means LeBron doesn't have to do so much, you know? And I, so I get it from that perspective. I think it was more um, his phrasing and how people, because like last season, the whole thing with the Lakers was what their chemistry, right? Like how everybody Mm -hmm. had no egos, they kind of all accepted their role and here right away there's a guy coming in and right or wrong i think that's just what kind of maybe rubs someone the wrong way but i think at the end of the day who starts and who doesn't start isn't really a big deal in the modern nba anymore yeah it really isn't but it's if you need headlines in the offseason i guess and even though it's the shortest offseason ever it has been relatively quiet since that initial rush of nba moves it's been pretty quiet ever since now i think training camps open today for certain teams i don't think the lakers open today did they? i don't i saw like Montres harrell practicing like he was wearing lakers gear so i'm not sure if he was alone there or actually what the regulations are because i think i saw somewhere that there can't be more than four players at once so i actually don't know what the rules are in terms of like full team practices yet i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say something because you say you know regulations and and whatnot i'm gonna go on a limb and say that this year we're gonna have some positive covid tests during the season i i mean there's already two (laughs) two today the two players for the warriors tested positive we don't know who there you go but they had a shut down i know the lakers i know the lakers last year had uh, a a spell with multiple players testing positive we never actually figured out who it was but you know when there's so much change and then getting it again i don't really know how that works yet but um it's going to be a lot different than the bubble you know we i don't know if you guys follow the the nfl season and what's happening there um just a lot of postponements a lot of rescheduling you know a lot of on the fly moves i expect that to be a, a major part of the nba um early on at least i don't know 
listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a politician. I'm not pretending to be one. So whether this vaccine comes out and helps speed up the process of getting over COVID, maybe we'll see. But I think when you speak of regulations and when you speak of, of practices and when you speak of like how it's going to work this year, I think my point being is that it's going to be a lot different than the bubble. Whereas in the bubble, we just assumed everything was going to go, you know, hunky dory, which it did successfully. I don't think that'll be the case anymore. I think we're going to hear a lot about postponements, cancellations, practices being canceled, virtual practices. I think it's going to be very similar to the NFL season. Yeah, like that's, uh, I think we're going to get a wake up call here what the league was like inside the bubble versus outside the bubble, right? Like we saw with the MLB, they had a few teams and a few players test positive in it. They had to postpone things. And I don't follow the NFL very closely, but a lot of people who I follow do. So I always see like retweets and stuff like, oh, another four players tested positive. So it is kind of mind blowing that that league is still yeah. going on. Games are still going on. But it was funny because I think someone actually asked Luka Doncic today about like, what are the keys of like navigating this season? And he's just like, yeah. whichever team has less positive cases. And it does, like, it's funny, but it's true. Like the Lakers. Like, a lot of those bubble teams were lucky enough to play there and kind of not have to deal with these outside factors. And now everyone's kind of dealing with being out in the real world. So I just hope that we can get through the season without too many uh, headlines or too many positive cases. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But before we get back into that, because I think that's a whole other podcast, dude. When you want to really, you really want to talk about COVID and and what's going to happen, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. But you never really answered the question, as going back to Dennis Schroeder, what do you think? Should he start for the Lakers? Do you like him coming off the bench for the Lakers? What's your take on that? Yeah, honestly, like when I first saw it, I I think because I just assumed he wouldn't start. I, I assumed that him and Trez would kind of be the Lou Williams trez combo that the clippers had all last year and so when i heard those quotes and i saw him almost like saying he had a guarantee that he was going to start which later on we got a report from mcmenamin that the lakers haven't um finalized any starting lineups yet and frank vogel hasn't discussed starting lineups. how could they exactly yeah. so we don't know if actually Schroeder's going to start or not start but if he does um i i mean i don't have a problem with it I, again like frank vogel shows Whoever starts doesn't really matter because he staggers his minutes anyway. So LeBron, for example, checks out the game like at the five-minute mark, and then he starts the next quarter with the bench. So really, LeBron plays with the bench, and he plays with the starters. So I like mm-hmm. it, regardless of who starts and who doesn't start. Like we're still going to see Schroeder with Trez. We're still going to see LeBron with Trez. We're going to see all these different combinations. But I think it also highlights that frank vogel does have way more uh things options options and also kind of challenges that he has to deal with in terms of minutes and mouths to feed yeah so that's a bit that's a good point because you did bring up the chemistry and how successful that was last year and how quickly they gelled last year and it's easy to say like they'll do it again but that's never the case. It's never that easy when you bring in a whole bunch of new personalities especially someone like amantrez harrell who is saying all the right Mm -hmm. things but you never really know until you're in that locker room every single day, working out, playing together, trying to figure it out. So um, obstacles is a good is a good word to use there, too, because Frank Vogel with more talent comes more, you know, mouths to feed. Yeah. Exactly. Like you said, it's going to be pretty interesting to figure that out. Although I do think that on this particular team, 
your roles are pretty much established. I think there's always going to be certain questions with guys like like a Kyle Kuzma who might think of himself more than what he is. I still don't think he has an established role. I think everybody else they brought in, you know what they're going to do. You know what they're expected to do. With Kuzma's, like, what do you expect from him to do? Are you expecting him to be a defensive Salworth? You expect him to be coming in off the bench and scoring? You want him to start, which for you, I don't really know yet. He's the big question mark. But hey, that's what we got a preseason for. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, it, like I say, everybody's going to play together. Um, but do you have concerns? Like, we haven't really talked about, obviously, the names. Like, the roster on paper is way better, right? Like, there's no question that there's more talent. Do you have concerns at all that not only that there's more new faces on the team, but maybe a potential like new dynamic or it's not going to be the same kind of environment it was last year? I mean, it's always a concern for me. It's not like a large concern because you have seen teams, especially on the Lakers, hate each other and still succeed. Kobe Shaq, like he's I think when you have guys like LeBron and AD, they get along so well and they're the two best players on your team that the rest will fall into place. Like, can someone be like a, a cancer in the locker room? Yes. But do I think that this team has a power structure already set where they'll like weed it out quickly? Yes. So is it a concern? Yes, it is, but not a big one because I just think this team, unlike with the Clippers, say what you want about Kawhi being the player. He's not like a vocal leader. He's just not. And, when your best player is also your vocal leader, it makes it a lot easier to figure out where where the problems are and how to get rid of them. And with the Lakers, I think AD and LeBron, LeBron being the vocal leader, I think they'll be fine. What about you? No, I, th- I, I think so too. And I think the coaching staff like earned like benefit of the doubt, right? Like They showed that if guys aren't playing well or if the matchup isn't a good matchup for a specific player, that player doesn't play. And that was an issue last year. Like we saw guys when they weren't playing, were still cheering for their teammates. That's just going to have to continue this year. And guys like Schroeder and guys like Harold, at least they're used to coming off the bench. Like, yeah, one of them does want to start. And I'm sure Harold would love to start as well. But they at least have that experience of being a sixth or seventh guy and still being able to provide an impact. So I think in terms of their experience doing it, they at least have showed they can do that. But like, what about, like, but how do you feel about the fit if Schroeder does start? Like, he's a guy who ben- like, is better on ball, right? Like, that's what he wants to do. He wants to be the point guard. But if you're playing, like, with guys like LeBron, AD, and Gasol, you're probably not going to have the ball too much. So that's a good question because it's going to be, we're talking about adjustments and filling your roles. I think Schroeder's going to have a lot of adjustments early on because when he did come off the bench, Oklahoma wanted him to score, and he did quite a bit uh if he does start he's taking a back seat right and if let's say marcus all starts you got another passing ability there so i think it's going to be a large adjustment for for him but i also think that lebron when he has the ball finds guys like that and i it's going to be an adjustment but i don't think it's a problem yeah i don't think it's a problem either like i but I do think Schroeder, uh, compared to every other free agent they signed, probably has the hardest adjustment. Like, with a guy like Trez, he's just perfect. He, he's a pick-and-roll guy. That's what LeBron loves to play with. He's an energy guy. He gets offensive rebounds. I think playing next to either AD or Gasol helps kind of pr- protect him on the defensive end as well. 
But with a guy like Schroeder, there is a bit of a learning curve probably where he has to play off ball. And he did do that with OKC. Remember, he played in that really, really good three-guard lineup they had with Shea and Chris Paul where they had like a net rating of plus 30 all year. Like that three-guard lineup was really good. So he does have experience doing it. It's just a matter of LeBron fitting with a guy. He's not Rondo, but a similar type fit where he's a point guard who prefers to have the ball in their hands. But if he's not doing that, Schroeder has shown that he can cut. He had really good spot-up numbers last season. So hopefully mm-hmm. that translates. And those spot-up numbers were a bit of an outlier for him. Like, he's not the greatest shooter. But last season, he was fantastic. So if that continues, then the fit does get a little easier. Who would you be? Who would be your starting five right now, If just on paper? I mean, I would prefer just KCP West, uh, LeBron, AD, Gasol. I, I would prefer to have two defensive wings. So West instead of... Instead or, of Schroeder? Yeah, KCP or West. It is a, I don't have a huge preference for either one. I think if they play against uh, regular season starting lineups, there's usually those big wings that the Lakers need a, a guy like West to guard. But at the end of the day, it, it's... What about Morris? See, I, I'm actually... I know like we're not going to... We're not really talking about Morris all that much, but I do... He's another guy I do worry is not going to get a ton of minutes this year. Again, Vogel has a lot of different options that... Like, I wouldn't be surprised if THT gets minutes. I'm not sure how many minutes Kuzma gets. I do like Morris a lot, but with, like, the Harrell signing, I'm not sure how redundant he becomes. Like, I still... Because he, he was really good as this 4-5. He's the team's best three-point shooter yeah. in the playoffs. So, again, it's like a number of guys might have to take a backseat or might get a reduced uh, kind of load than they got last season. Or... You know, maybe everybody gets a reduced load, not just some guys. Maybe everybody's just going to, like, spread it out because, um, you know, we. I said that I didn't think it was a big deal this shortened offseason, but it's not my body. So I'm, yeah. I think a lot of players do think that it's a big deal. And I think in early on, there's so, going to be, and what is it, 72 games in a span of four or five months. So maybe we'll just see a lot of people, a lot of minutes for a lot of players, like THT, like you said. I think. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm sure he'll figure out how. But I do think that I think a lot of guys are going to just get a lot of minutes. And maybe that's why the front office decided to go out and get two youngish type players in Schroeder and Harrell. Like they're obviously a lot younger than LeBron. LeBron is and they're like 26, 27 years old. So that could be that played into the calculus of how they attacked for agency. They wanted to get younger and wanted to get guys who can help take some of that burden off of LeBron after coming off that long playoff run. Next week, December 11th, Lakers, Clippers, preseason, game one. Get excited. At Staples Center, 7 p.m. What do you think about that? It's mind-blowing. I, 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 I'm I, not ready for basketball to be back this soon. Like, seeing training camp quotes come out today, like, it, the finals literally just happened in my eyes. I, I'm totally caught off guard I just by got this. my championship shirt mailed. So did I. I'm <laughs> in that long. Uh is it weird to you, like, or am I just still like in that championship haze? That it's twenty twenty, man. I don't like it. Nothing makes sense to me anymore. I all the days blend together. I have to remind myself what day it is. I I got an I got a, a smartwatch just to know what time it is now. Like, it's every everything in twenty twenty. Nothing makes sense. So like, <laughs> when you say like, am I in the mode? Like, yeah, but I can easily like I'm. I don't know. I could just easily switch out of things now because like you have to. You have to just. 2020 sucks. 
it's all i mean sports wise it's, it was great for the lakers but life wise it's just like i don't know what day it is i think it it's tuesday our show's called taco tuesday thank god if we had a normal show i wouldn't even know when to record yeah like i i do kind of worry about the lakers to start the season like how motivated are they really going to be or how engaged are they really going to be to start the year like lebron's already joked like he's good he's gonna take some of the year off just to get his body right well speaking of lebron taking some time off uh tonight on 8 p.m on spectrum Sportsnet, lebron james will do it's it's called road tripping with lebron james and he is looks very relaxed <laughs> drink was he drinking tequila uh, does he have a tequila a, company a few glasses of wine i think no man oh he's got like, this clip straight up like it it's a it's something on the rocks oh. it looks like a bottle of tequila maybe some whiskey i don't really know what it is but lebron james drinking on television with richard jefferson and who's the host of that show and ali clifton. clifton yeah and that's tonight and the reason i bring it up is because um we asked if Pal Gasol would be a Laker, and LeBron James gave a very, very interesting answer on this show. So if you go to um, at Spectrum SN, they tweeted a clip about um, Pal Gasol, and LeBron's like, we'll see. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure what's worse, like LeBron's poker face or his like ability to come up with nicknames for players, but... Yeah, yeah, he was not baby, he was not baby subtle Braun. about the Palgasol stuff for sure. Everybody's baby brawn. Yeah, it's either big man, like, if it's a center, it's big man. And if it's just a guy like Dennis, it's like, oh, Dennis the Menace. And he was so proud of himself for that one. Yeah. Everybody uh did everybody realize how much T V LeBron is watching lately? Like his his tweets are all about sports. He's just sitting that sitting at home watching a lot of sports. A lot of browns a lot of uh like let's see real quick um my goodness cheetah insane g so let's talk about tyree kill of the chiefs uh yes sir juice at godson that's for a football tweet for jarvis landry um uh, uncle snoop dog during the nate robinson fight he's tweeting about that like he just sit at home watching tv oh here's what he was drinking i found it here it is lobos tequila yeah there you go that's uh, why he was so loose the- the Koa's Edge, Lobo's 1707 Tequila. That's the bottle he definitely had. So there you go, drinking Lobo's Tequila. Hey, he seemed, like, really excited about the, the guys they did sign, though. Like, that that was one thing that really popped off the screen for me besides, like, the drinks was the just his excitement about the guys they brought in. Yeah, I know. And I, I, there's a lot to be excited about, honestly. I think we – like, we – it's part of our job, I guess, is to like break down rosters and talk about what can and can't go wrong. And but really, look at LeBron, and that's how people should feel. If LeBron feels that way, you should feel that way. Let us nerds break break it down for you and bring down some negativity, I guess, sometimes. But look at the way LeBron reacts to the roster he has now. That's the way fans should react, and really, that's what's important. Like, they got a good team. No, they, they do. And I think we, like you said, we do kind of microanalyze things at times, and I'm guilty of it. But if we just look at the bigger picture and just, like, the names they brought in, uh, yeah, like, this team is better. The chemistry stuff, that's going to have to come along the way and a, a really, really weird year ahead of us with this season. 
but like if anyone proved that they could like make the best of any situations lebron and also the coaching staff yep so uh we'll be back next week i think unless everybody's taking vacations again i'll, t- I'll take one but if not we'll be back next week and then on Friday, the Lakers will play their first preseason game. I don't know who will be up playing on that specific THT. game. Um, probably a lot of that. Probably a lot of that. And then I don't know how many games they got. How many I, think they it's four. Three? I think it's four. And then, oh, look, I'll just read you the schedule. How about that? So Friday, the 11th, Clippers, Lakers, Staples. Sunday, the 13th, Clippers, Lakers at Staples. That one's on national television. Um, uh, let me go through it again. Let me go through this again. Sorry, I should have written this down. Wednesday, December sixteenth, Lakers Suns in Phoenix. That's a local spectrum game. And then they got Lakers Phoenix once again in Phoenix on Friday, December eighteenth. So Clippers twice, Suns twice. There you go. Anything you're looking forward to, like specifically in those? Like obviously it's preseason, but like something, maybe a lineup you're looking forward to seeing. A combination. Montrez in a Lakers uniform against the Clippers. Oh, that's right. Like, right away we get that, huh? Right away. Like, that's really all I care about in the preseason so far. I hope they get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I hope Montrez starts. I hope Montrez plays 30 minutes. I hope he gets to dunk on Paul George. And uh, that's what I'm hopeful hopeful for. Yeah, I... I... Yeah, I, I completely forgot that dynamic when it comes to Lakers. Lakers Let's and Clippers start are going to be a lot wars, of fun man. this year, probably. Yeah, it was a lot of fun yeah. last year. Let's start the Petty Wars early <laughs> this year. Let's get it Let's get it started on, on freaking preseason. How about that? Yeah, I'm all in for it, man. All right, well, like I said, Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Subscribe to the throwdowns on his Twitter. Check it out there. Email to you every single time he writes something. I was going to say every single week, but every single time <laughs> he writes something, it. he gets yeah. emailed to you. <laughs> so, Alex, um, predictions. Oh, Here we pre-season go. Preseason predictions. Preseason <laughs> predictions. There was not a game. There's not a game, unfortunately. Um, so I don't really know what you can oh. predict. Do you want to go with Pal Gasol again? I, got, I, got I, I don't really know. For pre- I'll say THT is the leading scorer in, in, in that game for the Lakers. I will say Alex Caruso is the star of the preseason. Okay. I mean, he's a star like, like for literally star. any game. No, but I mean like oh, star. Like he took a step. Like he's going to like 20 points, oh. five rebounds, like just a stupid step. Like, I don't know what Alex Caruso's been up to in the offseason these six weeks. I bet you he's in the gym every single day. I bet you. I mean, that'd be wonderful. That'd be great. So, we'll see what happens there, man. But uh, subscribe to uh, Lakers SBN Silver Screen and Roll on Apple, Spotify, Google, silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers news anytime, anywhere. Check it out there. Alex, any final words, sir? Uh, I'm just waiting for AD to sign. Like you said, I, until he signs that contract, I'll be nervous. But when he does, I can finally uh, take a long breath. Yeah, hurry up, AD. Hurry up. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Alex, thanks, Thank bro. You, man.